We should fundamentally change the system, and that's what I'm going to do. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Take full responsibility. It's not my fault that he came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that he came here either. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. What is on the ballot here is the character of this country. Decency, honor, respect, treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. You were a senator. And you're the, the worst way, you president waste... America has ever had. Hey, hey Come Joe, on. Let, me, let me just tell you, Joe, I've done more in, in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. Well, we're so glad you're with us. This episode, Jason, is historic because it's being released on November 3rd, 2020. If so if you're listening to this real time as it's released, this is the day of our national presidential election for the year 2020. Here we are. Tell me more about this national uh, oh, political yeah. presidential. What are you talking oh, about? You I, don't heard anything I have about not this. heard wow. anything about this. Well, That's today? That is today. Let me bring you up to speed. It's November 3rd. Don't forget to vote, Jason. Today, we are voting for, for our president, president of the United com- States, is the country that we are currently yes, in. That's right. Wow. Currently. I am so glad that I got to talk to you because I am reminded to do so. Okay. So get in line, buddy. Yeah. So here we are and we are releasing this episode specifically today because we are going to be hearing from adults and students about their thoughts, particularly ha- as COVID has just thrown our world into chaos. We're in this COVID chaos series here on, on the uh, podcast, and we are going to to hear directly from students and adults on how this has affected them. And Jason, you did these interviews, and you heard from students. These student, our students are not of voting age, but it's fascinating to hear their thoughts about this election and what they've picked up, what they think, who they might connect with um, politically and how it's just affecting their lives. They are still in tune with what's happening in the political sense. They are well aware of the, the chaos that it appears that's going on in politics. And some of the things that the students have said that st- stuck to me was like they are, they are viewing our candidates as little children. Like they argue like little children, they are treating each other like little children. And so it's funny to me because these are middle school and high school students that are going, I have no say in what's happening, but my perception of what's happening is like, dude, grow up kind of thing. And and so it it is very fascinating. They They know kind of where their parents are leaning yeah, what you are listening to today, obviously it's historic because it's a chance for us to express our freedom to choose who we have as our president. And obviously we have listeners around the world. We are able to look at our 
our data and, and see where some people are, are listening from. And clearly, if you're listening to this and you're not in America, it's not as fascinating or intriguing to you. And, and so for those who do live in America, can I try something? If you have voted, raise your hand wherever you are. Just raise your hand. Even if, if you are driving, raise your hand. Just one. Just one, but raise your hand. And if you plan to vote, raise the other hand. I get it. So, yeah, and, and, you know, in this, I really long for the days of more dignity and civility in our conversations. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times we're not getting the best examples from the top, so to speak. But let me, let me just speak to something really good. I was talking to a college student just a few weeks ago interviewing me for a class on leadership or something like that. And we we're he was just saying, what's some of the most important things about being a leader? And one of the things I shared, which it really caught his attention because he said, I've never really heard that before. And it's something I've thought about for a while now, but it's this idea of dignity that as leaders, and I want to talk to those of you listening that are working with students, maybe in a professional level or as an adult volunteer in a, in a local church or in a ministry of some kind. But I think the way we carry ourselves needs to be with dignity. I think we need it there. If we're not kind of respecting ourselves and how we present ourselves to the word, I'm talking about social media, I'm talking about conversations, I'm talking about just in our approach. And, and I want to speak particularly to people in the professional youth ministry world and say that we need to do better at, at preserving and presenting, uh, a dignified approach to ourselves and to what we do. Uh, I find that if we don't take ourselves seriously, nobody will as well. And then, and then the youth ministry professional world, uh, you know, in a lot of compared to other ministries, uh, we don't maybe get the respect that we think we deserve. But but some of that is self earned because of how we carry ourselves. And so when we look at the the political climate and the presidential debates and, and these different things, and we see uh, maybe ex- not so great examples of how our leadership and government, how they carry themselves. There's something about having dignity. And I really believe, and maybe this is just like the old man coming out in me here, is like as, as people, especially if we carry the title pastor or reverend, things like that, we need to bring a dignity to the office that we hold and the title that we've been given by others. And and I think there's a way to do that while still having fun and still being, you know, relevant to students in terms of just having a good time, but but taking ourselves seriously. And I remember joining Kentwood Community Church on staff back in 1998, and the senior pastor there, uh, Dr. Wayne Schmidt, really treated me with dignity and respect and that really brought that out in me. I, I see that as a turning point in my ministry career because he took youth ministry seriously and so because of that it helped me to take it even more seriously. And so that's a little bit of a side note, but I think it's important for us as leaders to really understand the dignity. So the things you're talking about online, the tone, the content the visual content, the written content, all that, make sure it represents 
the office of leadership that you have because that's really important and students are watching jason in this podcast we're going to hear from students that are saying here's what i observe and they're watching us too and we got to be aware of that when you mentioned civility i think of something that you have mentioned in a couple of episodes ago about we are so drunk on anger right now where each side is just angry and we are expressing that anger in online with each other just with strangers on the street you go up to somebody and you mention the opposing sides view and there is a response of anger um, and how we have lost that civility the respect that just it takes to be human to interact with so many millions of humans that live in this country so in this climate there's so much going on, and I can't wait to get into this conversation. So we're we're talking about the chaos of COVID, and so our last episode, Jason, we we heard from some uh, of our friends around the country about just the effects of COVID itself and the virus, and then next week we're going to be hearing from students and adults about the effect that that COVID has had on campuses. I mean, schools are all over the map right now. Some have not met in person since this spring. Some are meeting partially and everywhere in between. Some are in full time. And so we want to hear all the different types of scenarios that are happening out there and how it's affecting students themselves. And then Jason, we have um, something to offer a resource. If you're new to the podcast, a lot of our conversations are based on research that we do. This is available at neverthesame.org slash trend report. If you go to that website, neverthesame.org slash trend report, you can download your free copy of our latest research that talks about uh, what students themselves are saying about things that they care about, social media, their spiritual lives, their communities, their campuses, their churches, and, and lots of different topics, as well as adults' perspective as well. It's a one-of-a-kind resource. It's, it's a really unique approach to getting some youth ministry data. So we encourage you, neverthesame.org slash trendreport. Jason, we've got one other thing that's happening on November 12th we want people to know about. We are doing one event. It's coming up November 12th is our Generations event. It allows us as an organization to give people updates of what's going on with the ministry and allow people to have an opportunity to support what we are doing and allowing us to, to be able to have a greater reach because of your support. And so if you are interested, if you want to join us for that event on November 12th at 7.15. 7.15 Eastern Standard Time. It'll be 30 minutes, so from 7.15 to 7.45. And we cannot wait to share an update and tell the story of what God has done. It's been very, it's been extraordinary this year for us as well as many people, but what we've gone through, what we're, we have learned, what we're learning, what we're experiencing, and then where we're going. So all that will happen on November 12th, neverthesame.org slash generations. Quick question for you, Jeff. Who was the president in 1998? Oh boy, it was uh, George. No, it wasn't. It was Bill Clinton. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for playing yes. the presidential quiz of 1998. Wow. I, yeah, I got it. Right now, right now, to me, the best bet would be Biden. 
we're more Republican, so that's probably where we're gonna go. I think my biggest one is that I don't think Donald Trump should be our president for this next four years. I do know that um, our president has done some really great things for our country. And so I guess I would say I would like to see him reelected just from that standpoint, because I do think he's done a lot of great things. But I'm not sure how things will pan out. And like I said, I can't vote, so I'm not as educated as I would be if I was voting. Students are not blind to the political climate. They see what's going on. Students also have their own opinions, even if they don't necessarily sit on years of foundational knowledge of the political world. Despite not having a full picture of what is occurring in the country around us, or the ability to cast a vote toward what they perceive would be right, are we listening to their voice? The political world is an adult world, and it is a partial reflection of our society. So we asked these students, who are from all over the country and are of a variety of demographics, what they perceive of this climate we are currently in. I really feel like the political climate is just very divided. That's really all I can perceive about it right now. To me, the political climate um, for sure sounds kind of chaotic right now. What I'm gathering so far is it's just very tense and Pointing, like everybody's pointing fingers, but nobody's taking ownership, and there's just a lot of blaming right now. And um, instead of actually telling people what's going to happen, they're saying, I'm better than you because my beliefs are different than yours, and a lot of that going around right now. And there's just a lot of, um, it's your fault, no, it's your fault, pointing of fingers, but nobody's actually taking ownership for their actions and saying, I was wrong here's how i'm going to fix that or here's what i'm going to do so it's just a lot of almost immaturity going on right now and people need to step up take ownership it's more hard just figuring out like who's the better option because again especially like nowadays how everything's so controversial and whatever with the way this year has gone and how stressful it has been the political climate is really uh, really high tension. Um, election years are always like that. Um, me, myself, um, I, I'm usually moderate. I like to see both sides. Um, but right now, uh, the political climate, the way it's gone, just seems like, uh, you know, a lot of people are against each other for having different ideas. And, you know, for a country that wants unity or wants to fix a lot of problems, uh, really the only way we can do that is if uh, people start to see uh, problems through both lenses and start to acknowledge how they could fix it. But right now, uh, I, I feel like the political climate's kind of ruining that sense of unity. What do you think of the presidential candidates, if you don't mind me asking? I don't necessarily like both of them, just because I'm starting to see this trend of I, I hope this doesn't sound rude. I'm starting to see this trend of like older white men in office deciding the future for younger generations uh, or people in the middle. And I don't like that trend necessarily. I think I really like to see younger younger people start to maybe take over uh, different positions. Do you have any thoughts on the presidential candidates? 
I just think that um, I don't know that any of them are the best suited for what I thought would be good. I know adults make mistakes and everything and all like that, but I feel like some of them have been like, I've heard things that sound like the three-year-olds like in my neighborhood that play together and like, yeah, it's just really weird to me. And I don't think like there's really a great, um, a great option right now for the, the presidential candidates. I think it's really hard to understand and know the candidates um, well because of all the conflicting media and reports that go around. Do you have an opinion on the presidential candidates? Oh, man. <laughs> I would say I feel like my main thing right now is, again, I wish they were more mature in the way they spoke to each other instead of the way they do um my opinion of them is really just dang <laughs> these are the two people that are contending for the highest up position right now and they're both just kind of blaming each other I and mean, i wish they didn't i wish they would actually tell us what they were going to do <laughs> so my opinion is just really these are our best two options, and neither of them are perfect, but nobody is, so you can't blame them because I'm sure this is incredibly stressful. <laughs> I don't even have an idea of how stressful all this is right now, but I wish they would at least, you know, make an attempt to listen instead of just trying to be heard. Um, I think that they're trying to either, one, they're trying to scare people into voting for them, or two, trying to, like, find the bright side that's not really the bright side just to like kind of push through it and like give people what they want to hear instead of what like needs to be said and just like putting on the front and not saying the truth or what's really going on. If I'm being completely honest, I think it's kind of a joke because like it's hard to take either of our candidates seriously right now. Like, all they're doing, they're acting like little kids. It's not like an actual competition this year or whatever you would say. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's terrible. Like, they don't, they make good points and then, like, the other person makes a good point and then they, like, yell at each other. Like, there's no, there's no good ground. I've heard, like, things along the way of, like, Joe Biden and Donald Trump but the presidential debate like really shocked me when I watched it was just how these older men who are like, we're supposed to be looking up to them. They've like succeeded. They've like had all the success and stuff like that. And it was really hard for me to look at them and realize I'm supposed to be looking up to them because of like all the things that were coming out of their mouth, how they were putting each other down, how they were arguing and it almost like I really wasn't focusing on what they stood for just by how they treated each other. That's literally all I saw. Like I just saw them arguing the whole time and I did not get a sense of what they stood for. And it, of course they've made it pretty clear what they've stood for in like either tweets or like campaigns and stuff like that. But it's still pretty chaotic and very unbalanced for me to understand what's actually happening. And I don't have a clear view of what they specifically stand for. 
because I keep seeing them say one thing, but then they support something total opposite of that. I also feel like they're not owning up to their faults. And then I've also thought it's very, they're kind of on the more immature side. Like I feel like their age and where they are that they should be at a higher level by now should be able to treat each other with respect. We heard from the students and their thoughts on the political climate and more specifically the presidential candidates. We can learn from them when we give them space to offer their opinions. In the next segment, we are going to hear from the leaders of youth ministries on their perspective of this chilly climate we are going through right now. asked the same question to youth pastors, how do they perceive the political climate? The word division was common amongst everyone who we talked to. It's just so much divisiveness, right? I just kind of, I got people on both sides of this. I guess the thing that's, that's most interesting to me that I hear out in news and what's going on is the absoluteness of your voting for a candidate and your Christianity. (laughs) So I think like I see people that say, hey, I'm going to vote for Trump or I'm going to vote for Biden. Or if you vote for Trump, you can't be a Christian because of X, Y and Z. If you vote for Biden, you can't be a Christian because of X, Y or Z. And there's there has become this very, um, you know, at least what I see on social media, this this desire to only have people that you agree with. You know, I have seen the kind of the posts that get put out that say, hey, this is what's true. If you don't like it, unfollow me or unfriend me. Right. So like, there are these kind of blanket sweeping statements that are put out that are very much um, absolute that actually probably deserve a conversation. Um, but what's happening is we are we're, we're making an echo chamber uh, with people that only will agree and think on the same ways that I think. Uh, and it's just dangerous. It just kind of creates a very unhealthy viewpoint of the world. And I think that's what we're experiencing. And obviously we're we're in election year, so everyone's just kind of done with politics at this point. Um, but it is, you know, I, I think the the weight that is put on things, people are in either camp putting weight so highly on what happens um, for this election, right? That they're saying if they if this goes this way, our country is fully lost, or if our, if this goes this way, we will finally have the America we desire. And so, I think that there's just so much. Um, so much dependency that we put on, that, that people are putting on government and the um, need for it to approve or help the way of life that they desire. Um, and I think it's unhealthy. I think it's unhealthy. I think it's, we're, we're blessed to live in America, but it's unhealthy to see people so desiring to have that be their savior. Um, when we know if you're a follower of Jesus, like that's like, we, we are told in scripture that bad kings got to rule. We were told in scripture that, you know, that that there one day he's going to be the king and he's going to set up shop and, and make things right. And we need to be, you know, as obedient to what God called us to do in the midst of that. But I believe that the thing that is getting missed is a conversation and that can't be had on social media. It reminds me of something that I read from a guy named Rondell Trevino uh, in okay. regards to, um, you know, who we vote for as Christians. He said, we need to be careful saying to other Christians, no Christian can vote for blank. Every Christian must vote or you're not a real Christian if you don't vote for blank. Mm -hmm. 
because when we do this, we are telling the world we're not saved by the cross of Jesus, but by who we vote for. And Ooh. in just in response to yeah, what you already mentioned in regards to how we tell others to vote if you are a Christian and putting so much weight and pressure on the next president to be our savior uh, yeah. is is inappropriate. It's wrong. It's yeah. sinful. Yeah. And uh, and so just that came to mind when you mentioned yeah. how we as Christians do uh, start to point at the political uh, candidate and say, if you are Christian, you will fall in line with this person. And that's very, <laughs> it just gets a little, uh, little gray and, and, uh, dark from that point on when we do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's really sad to me. I think, I, I think about just the combination of our Christianity and our Americanism. Like we, we have, put our nationalistic desires right in line with what we think God wants. Like we think God loves America more than he loves anywhere else. And, and it's just so unhealthy. And, it, and it's just such a, it's just a weird combination where we've taken our, our faith and we have, have made it have to blend in line with the country we're in, um, where we have people all over the world that ascribe to follow Jesus that have no ideals that Americans do, but are following the same God. And so it's just a really, yeah, I think it's just a really unhealthy connection that we have to nationalistic desires along with our own desires to follow God and making them one and the same is just not okay. Boy, I, I think it's probably one of the most uh, divisive uh, times in our, in, 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 I'd say in my life and even in our students' lives right now, um, politically. Um, and not so much from the students' perspective, but I think just the world we live in um, I think there's just a lot of misinformation that's given to us and to them. I think it's a hard time to navigate what's true, what's not true. If you're looking for different things, what's real news or fake news. I think we just get into, um, I think it's probably as difficult to navigate right now, the political, uh, what's happening politically in America, um, just as much as it is with COVID. I mean, everybody's putting party against party and uh, putting um, uh, agenda against agenda. And um, to be honest, we I feel like it's as divisive, if not as much, as what's happening with coronavirus and whether we, we wear a mask or we don't wear a mask. And uh, it's just we're seeing uh, – we've seen a huge uptick in that over the past couple of weeks with our adults. But I think it plays all the way down to students as well because students are – they're just not nearly as informed as with their parents or their uh, grandparents' generation. And they tend to just kind of believe what's ever before them. We are in – such a crazy time where everybody is just on edge. We're on edge because of COVID-19. We're on edge because of the uh, racial inequality that is still going on. And we're on edge because it's an election year. And it is so unfortunate to me. Like it grieves my soul to see the bitterness and to see the arguing and to see um, even in the Christian community, people that really allow their political views to divide them. And it really just grieves my heart. And I, I see it um, affecting our students. I see it affecting our churches. I see it affecting our relationships with people in our families. And it just grieves me so much that um, we allow political views 
We can allow an election year um, to divide us so much when Jesus speaks so much about unity and the importance of being unified as believers and keeping the main thing, the main thing, and focusing on Jesus and the hope that he brings and not looking to like a political person to save the world. And I just, it is the cry of my heart that the church, that the people within the capital C church would put their eyes and their focus and their hope on Jesus and allow that to bring them together rather than to allow their political differences to divide them and to just bring even more divisiveness within the church um, when the world really needs to see the hope of Jesus. Yeah, the political climate just... I don't know if it's true, but it seems to me that the political climate right now is more divided uh, than ever. Um, it's just really uneasy, and um, I don't know how else to put it, it uh, other than, than it just seems extremely divided. Even within the Christian community, it seems as though we're more divided over political issues than we ever have been before. Uh, I think in that, for me, what I care about most right now is pulling people back to center. Things are so polarizing right now, and I feel like as a, as a pastor, just for my own heart, my own family, and inner circle, but just for the people that we care for, is uh, getting people back centered on Jesus and to see that the left or right is not where we stand on. Uh, and that when we center on Jesus, we can see the other side. We actually get closer to the other side um, and see them in a different light. That's the thing that's burdened me most, right? Like I don't, I personally don't have a fear one way or another who gets in office. I just said, you know, um, I know it'll impact our country, but as far as what my core values are, and like it won't affect that. When we begin to get separated as people, a nation, as the body of Christ, it is no longer unified and working with order. Instead, chaos abounds. At the beginning of time, God spoke and it caused the chaos to be put into order, creation. It was good and beautiful. Order and unity is God's design. Chaos is not. What has been our role in this season? Have we encouraged more discord, disunity, more division in our lives by how we treat people who think and believe differently? Or have we called people to unity by extending grace and peace? The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.